appreciate so much everyone's effort this morning to be in the house of the Lord. The weather has not been conducive in the past month for, for having services or getting to church. But I reminded so much that sometimes, just like that great patriarch Jacob, we have to wrestle with the Lord for our blessings sometimes, and it makes it even sweeter. Thank you for what has already been said and how it um, warmed our hearts toward the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you this morning for just a little while about this subject of hearkening unto Christ. If you'll turn back to Psalm 81, we want to pick up on mainly three verses through this psalm and really try to enter in to the great joy that we have as the children of God that we are able to hear and understand the voice of the Son of God. It is um, a chastisement to us to think about all the times that we have not hearkened unto Him. That, that is foolishness. Like Saul said of old, I have played the fool. And so have we all every time that we have felt the, the um, inspiring voice of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, either telling us, don't do that, or you should do this, and yet we chose not to hearken. And like Brother Jeff said, hearken is more than just hearing something audibly. But it's, it's being able to um, internalize what you hear in a way that it impacts your life. I'd just like you to write this down just for your own understanding and, and just your note that the word hearken is used over 233 times in the Word of God. That is a lot of times for one word to be used in one book. 233 times we have been challenged by the Holy Spirit through the inspiration of the Word of God for us to uh, listen in this manner. It means to prick up the ears. You ever watched uh, especially a, a canine or a dog when it thinks it hears something in the forest, how its ears or a horse, its ears are kind of uh, limp or loose, but then when they think that they really hear something, their ears will just prick up, won't they? Well, when we uh, understand that Christ is speaking to us, either through the gospel or maybe through an event in life or maybe in a song or through the preaching of the Word or reading the Word of God, this is the way that, this is the posture that we should take. I want to prick up my ears. It, it's also a military term that means to regard with attention, when to come to attention. I'll never forget a, a, a ad, an advertisement, those of you that are my age or older, you remember the old E.F. Hutton uh, commercials. They said, when E.F. Hutton speaks what? People listen, right? People listen. Well, this is the way that it should be with us and so I just want to challenge you and I want to challenge me 
this morning in my life with this thought, am I really listening to what Christ is speaking into my own life personally and to what he is speaking to his people directly in our day? And like I said, it's a chastisement for us to to think about how many times that we haven't listened or that we don't listen. But isn't it an encouragement today? I say to you, isn't it an encouragement today that we can hearken unto the voice of the Son of God? For only he that hath ears is truly able to hear. If you are able to obey this command, if you are able to hear the voice of Christ in your life, there's only one reason uh, for that miraculous ability. It is because God has given you new ears with which to hear the voice of His Son. And if you cannot hear Him, it's because you're lost. And beloved, if you never hear Him, you will die in a lost condition. And the only time you will ever hear Him is when He condemns you to a sinner's hell. If we do not hearken to the voice of the Son of God, the Bible says how dreadful our condemnation will be. So this is something that is of a very serious nature, but I hope that it's something that will be very encouraging us to us as well, that we can hearken unto the Lord. So may we regard it with attention today. May we prick up the ears. Lord, help me not to miss a single thing that you would have to say to me and to my heart today. So here in Psalm 81, the first time that it's mentioned here uh, is in verse 8. We want to look at verse 8, verse 11, and, and verse 13. So let's just revisit these wonderful verses of hearkening. Verse 8, Hear, O my people. He's, he's speaking to specific individuals. Uh, the word in Hebrew for hear is the word shema. It's very precious to the Hebrew people. And it goes back to the Shema, or the Shema, where uh, Moses cried out. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt have no other God. All those wonderful things and about how that we are instructed uh, to pass that teaching and that truth on to every generation. But he's speaking to a specific Group People that can hear, that have the ability to have relationship with Him, that He loves so much. And, and when you love somebody, you try to speak into their life. You try to communicate with them. And, and so the Lord does that with us. Hallelujah. Hear, O my people, and I will what? I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me so our first thought here is that in hearkening unto christ our first thought is if we will hearken unto him he will warn us from evil it is the voice of christ that convinces us that we are sinners it is the voice of christ that convicts us of sin that is in our life and it is the voice of Christ that will convert us from that, from evil to good. If we will hear 
If we will hearken unto Christ, he will warn us from evil, for there is much evil within us. Amen? There is much evil without us as well. There are many voices that are trying to get your attention, that are trying to uh, garner the affection of your heart. But may we be tuned to Christ. You remember our first parents, that they were warned, that they uh, were challenged to hearken unto the command of the Lord in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. He gave them everything. They had it made. But he did warn them. He said, I don't want you to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and what? And of evil. What was God warning them against? He was warning them against the pain. Against the destruction. Against the damage of evil in their lives, in their existence, and in their world. But sadly, they did not hearken unto the voice of Christ. And that is why we have so much pain and, and sadness and evil in our world because our first parents and us in them, we would not listen to the Lord. When I first moved to Mississippi, I worked for Mike Roberts Builder, and I worked with a World War II veteran named Mr. James Panel, and he uh, was an electrician, and I kind of just worked with him. I was his sidekick, and he said, he would tell me sometimes, Cody, he would say, uh, Nathan, you're one of the best workers I've ever worked with. He said, you, you work so hard, your work is good. He said, there, there's just, I just got one thing uh, to say to you. He said, you just don't listen. <laughs> you just don't listen. And, and I tried to take that to heart. I tried to think about, you know, trying to, uh, you know, not be so stiff-necked, to not to be so stubborn. And I want you to just think about that in regards to your relationship with Jesus Christ, because softly and tenderly, the song says, Jesus is what? Jesus is calling. Oh, beloved, I'm afraid so much, just like Israel of old, our stubborn hearts and our stiff necks, that they would utterly ruin us from being that people that Christ mentions at the end, and we hear His heart for us, that He wants us to listen to Him for His glory, but also for our good, that we might eat the best wheat, that we might have that honey from the rock that He wants for us, that we might eat of the tree of, of life. Oh, beloved, that we would hearken unto the voice of the Son of God here. I will testify unto you. Testify means that, that He will admonish them. He would, would teach them. He would... Ask them and, and beg of them, do not fly from my gentle reproofs to you. But beloved, how can we expect him to hear us if we will not listen to him? We expect him to listen to us, don't we? When we come to him in prayer, when we come to him in need, when we come to him in want. Oh, how we want him to hear us, but the great question 
for my heart and for yours today is, how can we expect Him who is infinitely more holy and righteous and good, how could we expect Him to hear us if we will not listen to Him? But hallelujah for His grace and His mercy that He does hear us in spite of our faults and, and our failings. He is there. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. Just to hammer this point home just a little bit. 1 Samuel chapter 15. He would warn you from evil. Oh, beloved, that's when we read uh, the Proverbs of Solomon, how he, he warns the young men, how he warns the young women of all the pitfalls and dangers that are in this world. And a wise son will hear and will receive instruction. But listen to uh, Samuel as he comes to Saul. And Saul had not listened. He had not hearkened to the Lord. He had, he had listened and done everything that God had said that Saul agreed with that he wanted to do. Oh, doesn't that, doesn't that convict? Doesn't that step on our toes a little bit that often in our lives, that's the way that we are too. We'll listen to the Lord up to a certain point, but then we falter when His will and, and ours are at an at a opposition. So Saul is told, look, you're going to be given the victory. But the victory is, is from the Lord. And you need to hearken to the Lord. And when you, God does give you the victory, this is how you need to handle that victory. And Saul is impatient like so many of us. He gets out ahead of the Lord. God still mercifully gives him the victory, but Saul just obeys the Lord in part. And this is what he does. He makes this deal in his mind that, yes, I didn't obey the Lord all the way in the way that he commanded me, but now what I'm going to do is I'm going to make up for that by doing something that I know is pleasing to the Lord, you know, trying to bargain with God. God doesn't. God never said, oh, Israel, would you please bargain with me? Oh, Israel, let's make a deal. No, it's would you please just listen? Would you, would you please just hearken unto what that I'm telling you? Because can we not all agree today that Father knows best? Father knows best. Our, our Heavenly Father, that He knows infinitely better than any of us could possibly know if we put all of our wisdom together in this room all the experience that we all have in all of our lives together are his ways still not high above our ways to god the only wise god be honor and glory here samuel comes to him and he says what is this bleeding of the sheep that's what he asks him why why are these sheep still alive and saul tells him the the deal that he made and Samuel said, listen to this, verse 22. Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, here it is. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to what? 
and to hearken than the fat of rams. The Lord would warn us from evil, and we know the direct result of Saul's not hearkening. The direct result of his rebellion was that the kingdom, the kingdom was taken away from him. Not only that, because of his stiff-necked nature, because of his stubbornness, because of his my way or the highway, not only was the kingdom taken away from Saul, but also from this point forward, Saul loses whatever fellowship that he had uh, from the Lord. And an evil spirit comes in into his life and and Saul just from this point on Saul spirals downward into his life till we see him being pursued by his enemies that God had gave him victory over and asking someone to run him through with a sword and take his own life oh that we would hearken unto Christ hallelujah we can hallelujah Christ is speaking to us he wants to give us his very best and us to enjoy that. Beloved, he will warn us from evil. My question for you, my question is for me is, will we, will we hear him? Will we quit trying to make deals or, or just follow up to a certain point and then say, well, I just think, you know, I know that's right, but this is what I need to do for myself. Oh, may, may the Lord rescue us uh, from that. Lord, help me uh, to have an obedient, hearkening heart. And when you warn me from evil, may I flee from it to you. Secondly, though, not only will he warn us from evil, that's good, that's good, but also in his speaking to us, another thing that he does is he reminds us of his promises. And to me, this is part of the joy of the child of God. To hearken unto Christ and to hear his voice as he reminds us constantly in our lives of all that he has promised us. Now, all the promises of God in him are what? Yay, amen. amen. They are yea and amen. I try in my life, if I promise something, I try really hard to keep my promises and we all should but we know we all we all fail but not one promise of christ has ever failed ever and and never will and this really prevents this is something that will prevent us from apostasy in our lives if we can lay hold to it so listen to um this he says i'll i'll testify to you look at verse 11 as well because the idea here is, in verse 11, and it's a scary thought, think back right now to what Brother Jeff just said about, about satisfaction. That Christ really is truly the only thing that can satisfy the heart of a man or a woman or, or a child. He's the only one that can truly satisfy. Nothing in this world will ever truly satisfy the heart except the Lord Jesus Christ. But the psalmist says in verse 11, But my people would not hearken 
to my voice, and Israel would none of me. What does that mean? The Basically, what Israel is saying and what you and I are saying when, when we are in that frame of mind, we, when we are in that condition is, God, you're not enough for me. That's what it is. God, you're, the idea is that God was not enough for them. But, beloved, let me tell you this, and you can write this down. No one loses God, but he who is willing to part with him. No one loses God, but he who is willing to part with him. Oh, he would remind us of his promises. Let's go to Second Chronicles. Here, this is in the great prayer, I believe, of Solomon. As no, no, this is this is when uh, there was uh, going to be a great battle, Second Chronicles chapter twenty, and if you'll turn with me here, they were just worried about uh, these enemies and uh, situations and everything around them. You know, there's a lot of fear mongering in our times and in our and in our day. <laughs> we're living in a crazy world, and we're living in crazy crazy times it's it's just scary sometimes to me to watch the news and see what is happening in the streets of our cities and and in our homes and and in our schools some of the things that are being taught some of the things that are are being being done the philosophies and ideas that are being set forth that are so destructive uh, to our lives and to our societies. But Jesus would have us hearken unto him in our day as in their day. Look in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15. And he said, hearken ye, hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. But God's. So all that, that that's out there, all that that Satan would have to come against us and our lives, and the church of the living God, and of the truth, all these wars, all these tyrants, all these uh, politicians who hate God, all these isms that are out there. Beloved, hear the promises of God. Fear not, nor be dismayed of all these multitudes. You're not even going to win these battles in your strength. But it's God's. But it's God's. Will you... Hearken unto that. If you, if you hearken unto that, if you believe the promises of Christ, then you can have peace in your life, even in the most troubled times, even in the most um, darkest of, of nights. You have a light to guide you. He would remind us of, he would, he would warn us from evil if we would hearken unto him. And also he would remind us of, his promises. Thirdly and lastly, he would teach us 
Jesus is the master teacher. Thirdly, he would teach us his precepts. This tells me that I need to be quiet, that I need, that I need to listen more. Brother Jeff said he always loved this about me. He said, Nathan, I love it about you that you're willing to learn. He said, daggum it though, boy, you're just so hard to teach. <laughs> Learning to, to listen, to hearken, to be quiet and to listen as the Lord would teach us his precepts. I, I remember about Martha and Mary. You know, one of the greatest excuses that, that people give for why that they don't reach their full potential in Christ Jesus is they're just too busy. Brother Nathan, I've got work. I've got family. I've got this. I've got that. Well, you know what? Instead of really calling that an excuse, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's the truth. You are too busy. You are too busy, and that's the problem. You're too busy to listen to Jesus teach you his precepts. If we will listen, we will hear his, we will hear the desire of his heart for our salvation. God's compassion is excited toward us, and he laments over our sorrows. Would you listen to him teach you? Oh, verse 13, our memory verse. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me. Do, do, you hear, do you hear that compassion in his heart? Do you hear his desire? Oh, that you would have just listened to me. That you just would have hearkened unto me. I remember when Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Do you remember? He said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, how often I would have gathered you as a mother hen gathered her chicks, but ye would not. Would not what? Would not hearken. They would not listen. Real talk. Real talk to those who have not followed the Lord in baptism. Those who have not committed themselves to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if He is, if he is not calling to you, if you cannot hear His voice, then no one expects you to follow Him. No one expects you to make a commitment or to obey Him. But if you see Him truly as your Savior, as, as your Lord, as that one that left an empty cross and an empty grave, as one who sits in, in heaven as King of the universe, then how can you not hearken to Him? How can you not hear and, and obey what He has commanded you to do if you love him jesus said my sheep they hear my voice and i know them and they follow me 
Oh, beloved, I ask you today, would you hear his voice? Would you hearken unto him? Jesus said in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, as he was teaching, as he always was wont to do in his ministry, Jesus healed and Jesus Jesus taught. Here in Mark chapter 7, as we, as we begin to close, verse 14, And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Did he say, now, you can listen to this if you want to or not. It really don't matter to me. Take it or leave it. It's up to you. No, Jesus said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and here it is, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have, what, ears to what, hear, then let him hear. And so then they ask him, Lord, what, what are you talking about? And there's this whole issue, you know, of, of cleanliness, of, of washing one's hands and of clean and unclean things. And what Jesus was trying to explain to them that through their traditions and through just looking at this in an outward fleshly way that they were missing the big picture of what all that God was teaching them was really about. I've got a picture in my classroom on the wall. It's a picture that was given to me as a gift many years ago. And what it's a picture of, it's a, it's a picture of George Washington, and he's kneeling in the snow with his head bowed beside his horse at Valley Forge. The other day I asked every student that came through my room, there was about 30 of them that I do interventions with, I asked them, what's that picture about? Every one of them wrote down on a note card, this, this painting's about a soldier. This painting is about a man and his horse. This is a, a picture about winter. On and on the, the cards went, and then I, I got the one that said, this picture is about a man's faith in God and him going to God in times of trouble. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Don't miss the forest for the trees, beloved. Hearken unto Christ. He will warn us from evil. He will remind us of his promise. And he will teach us his precepts. That it's not what, even in that things, it's not what, comes from without that defiles us but what comes from within us and out 
that does. And that's where we need to be cleansed. And that's what only Christ can do. So, I pray that today, that you and I, that we will hearken to the Lord. And I encourage any here that has not confessed a sweet hope in Christ. If you have heard his voice and he has said, follow me, I pray today that you will do so. And we know that even the angels in heaven will rejoice with us. May the Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer.